Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, we're back on a new preview uh, for the Wolves game. Obviously, we've got the Pacos game to talk about as well. Joined by Eugene again. Eugene, how are you doing? Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, doing fine, doing fine. Yes, just getting over what happened yesterday, that's all, but doing <laughs> fine. Uh, you'll notice uh, by his um, name there, he's got a, a YouTube channel. Uh, tell us about that if, for anyone who doesn't uh, know or watch it or, or know anything about it. Brian, you there, Brian? Oh, he's got yeah. to get his coffee. Oh, he's always yeah. me. I thought he's always Eugene still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still Eugene. <laughs> I told you. Oh, sorry, he's talking man. to me. Oh, talking to me. Yeah. Right, sorry. Yeah, okay. Unless you don't want to plug uh, it, you don't have to. But. Yeah, you, you plug your channel, first of all. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, now, uh, I, I have a YouTube channel called uh, Spurs Vision TV. Uh, predominantly, what we focus on is more on the uh, Spurs fans on the Asian side and link, being a bridge uh, between uh, Asia and the rest of the world. You know, the wonderful... Uh, Spurs fandom uh, worldwide, right? Yeah. Excellent. Make sure you subscribe uh, yeah. there and like all, all the videos on there. Also joined for the first time, Brian Daigle. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing Thanks. good apart from the result and I haven't had my morning coffee and it is past <laughs> seven in the morning, hence why there is no camera shot. Um, I will have it back up shortly once I've had my coffee, that's for sure. But pleasure to be on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, you guys. I know the time difference means it's a, a bit of a weird time. It's a during the lunchtime for me. Uh, you notice that Brian's got a YouTube channel as well, fairly new channel, Tottenham Tour. Uh, tell us about that, where people can find it if they don't know about it. Yeah, it's Tottenham Tour. We've been going now for about two, three weeks. I was part of Tottenham Away with Brian Ireland, Stelios and Shai. But because of the time differences and COVID and the world going back to normal and people working, the time differences just became not easily up to, uh, to sort out and uh, commit to doing those shows. So we've had to split. Um, so we're now on Tottenham Tour, me and Brian Island, and we have our two Brian show on tonight. Excellent. Uh, those are both on YouTube, uh, along with this one. So get subscribing, get liking uh, for all three. Uh, it really helps uh, progress the uh, channels along. Uh, uh, we have to talk about yesterday, Pacos. Is, is there a reason to worry? I think we'll go through. I think a uh, uh, home game, he'll either... The players will either back up a little bit or we play a few more stronger players. Uh, is there reason to worry more for the fact of, of teams who sit back against us? Because uh, for me, there was no creativity there at all. I'm bigger support of uh, when Ericsson left. We need a playmaker in. I'm still of that opinion. Uh, Winks and Lacelso should know better, really. They're, they're experienced players and they didn't really offer anything. Poor Dane Scarlett up top was chasing shadows most of the time. Uh, Eugene... To, reason to worry against teams who sit back or or early in the season so mm -hmm. calm calm heads for the moment what, what do you think uh, to me at the moment uh for the match wise not much to worry because i think we will make it through uh in the second leg uh, when we're playing at home i guess uh, nuno will play a stronger team then but for the match overall it shows that we don't have depth in the squad and what nuno put out yesterday was more or less what us fans have been crying for oh it's the ecl we should play the uh youngsters and all that and that's what nuno did right and that's the results we got but we are lucky it was that still we, we held it at the 1-0 to pacos but uh the sad thing is that the senior players that were in the team didn't perform and you know once the senior players don't perform what do you expect from the youngsters right mm. uh, the senior players should be carrying the youngsters but in the end of the day uh, they went, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about it. You know, wings, uh, nah, nah, <laughs> don't go there. 
I'll let Brian do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what did you think, Brian, of the game and and what it means for the rest of the season? Or do you think it's just a, a, brand, a brand new season, essentially? We've only played one game, so it, it's no time to worry at the moment. Or do you think there are issues going forward there that we'll see throughout the rest of the season? I don't think there's issues so much as to affect the first team. I'm very happy none of them travelled and they're blatantly all relaxed and they're going to play in uh, the game on Sunday. Um, someone's got an ice cream van passing them. Um, yeah, that's me. He always turns up. I haven't timed this very well. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's not much to worry about. I mean, like Eugene said, the, the senior players in there had a chance to say, listen, I'm here, pick me. And it didn't. Don't get me wrong. This is highly embarrassing. Highly embarrassing. And the banter that's going to come our way, totally deserved, is, is totally warranted. But I think it's a little too early to be uh, concerned. I'm sure we'll walk it in the second half, but this is Tottenham, so, so who knows? Yeah, I, I, I'm not concerned with the actual result of the of the tie, because like, like you've said there, Brian, I think uh, second leg will win that fairly comfortably and go through. But uh, it just highlighted to me the lack of creativity and, and the lack of, Lacelso and Winks in particular, I keep picking on them, but they're experienced players. And you, you, I mean, our bench—I I think the oldest person on the bench was twenty. And you're looking to one of them to try and change the game. It's not going to happen. But Eugene, any highlights for uh, not highlights? Uh, positive things from the game? Any any positive Ooh. performances, or, or was it just pretty much? Uh, to me, it's the the only positive things that we saw Brian Hill play. Right, uh, he did show a glimpse of what he can do, but I guess uh, without the support, uh, you can't do much of anything in the end of the day. Uh, Ryan Sassunion did have a few good runs, but uh, I think he's still a bit off. But I was a bit worried about how uh, Romero performed, right? And we were hyping up on Niall John when he was playing the friendlies, but in the end, of the day, he didn't turn up to, or more or less, it didn't suit him because Wings was there, didn't give him much choice, uh, and he was. Missing most of the match in the first half. Actually, he yeah he was missing most of the first half. So uh, that was a surprise. Right? That was a surprise. But uh, positive is, uh, uh, like I said, we know where we stand from the results, right? That's a positive. And let's hope Nuno knows what to do with it. Let's hope Nuno wants to do with it. Yeah. I mean, Brian, do you, th do you think it's a good learning thing for Nuno? He's learned a, a few bits about the players. He's given a bit of game time to some of the younger players, see how they handle it. Um, and, and what do you think of Romero? Uh, Eugene's just mentioned it there. For me, uh, he likes to tackle and he seems to go into t tackles where there's no way of winning the ball. If he does that in the Premier League, he's going to be turned and booked. So was that a worry for you or do you think Nuno will have a word with him and that will kind of diminish? So, so when it comes to Romero, I, I've been saying on all the streams I go on, I don't want him to start against Wolves. Dyer and Sanchez have done absolutely nothing wrong, as much as it's a shock to actually say that. Can you believe it? <laughs> right? haven't done anything true, wrong. True. And they don't deserve to be taken out. And what kind of precedent does it set that you just bring a player in because he's there, not because someone's played badly? Um, and the other reason I said that is because he's not match fit. He hasn't adjusted to the team yet. And, and you saw that yesterday. He was very rash with the challenge. May have picked up a little knock. And it just goes to show that he's not ready yet fitness-wise and adjusting to England for a, for a Premier League start. So I'm not too concerned about that. Brian Gill, or Brian Dachill, as everyone's saying now, um, I was very, very impressed with. He held the ball well, was very, very uh, always looking positive and wanting to go forward. So I was, 
pleased with him. I mean, Dane Scarlett didn't even get a look in, bless him. No. Um, Niles John didn't have the best of games, but you know what it is? You, you've been saying, Chris, about the Celso. I still think he's going to have a great season. You've got to remember, this guy has been injured. Darren La, uh, Giovanni Anderton, as I call him. Um, <laughs> and, and, and literally, he's got to get back into the swing of things. And yeah, you, you're going to have a rough game and it's going to look bad because you're a senior player in a game in Portugal with a bunch of nobodies. But he'll come good. Um, Wings, Wings, God damn it, was woeful. Um, and, and, and yeah, it's just got to change. It's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. Yeah, I, I was really surprised with Winks. I, I, I've been defending him under the Mourinho era, saying it's not the way he plays. He needs the ball to be able to pass around. And we had the majority of the ball yesterday and he didn't do anything. And, and Yeah, so I was really surprised with him, even though I think Nuno could help him get back his confidence. But I think to get back his confidence, he has to be playing every week and he ain't going to be playing every week because he's well down the pecking order. Um terms of the Man City game, it was it was complete chalk and cheese, those two games. Man City game, bang up for it. All, I know it was different players, first 11. Uh, bang up for it. No more so than Tanganga. Skip as well. Uh, do, do you see the same way, way of playing, Eugene, against Wolves? Uh, that's what we're here for, talking about Wolves. That it will be getting to them quickly early doors, or do you think it will be a different kind of game because Man City are Man City, so will attack us? West Wolves mm. may be a bit more conservative, play on the counter-attack with um, Traore and look to Jimenez to kind of hold yeah. it up in transition. Yeah. Uh, I think for the Wolves game, uh, I think Nuno will have it covered, right? Uh, he will know the players intimately. He's been in charge of them for the past four years. So he will know where their weaknesses are and where the strengths are. It's just see uh, whether we are going to sit back or, or we are going to attack. Oh, let's see how it goes. But uh, Wolves has never been an easy, uh, how I call, an easy venue for us to to play in. Uh, all these uh, these four years they've been around. But uh, I think uh, Nuno have it covered. Nuno have it covered, and that the first eleven that we played against M City should stick to the first eleven that we played against M City, right? And let's see how we build from there. And maybe a few tweaks here and there uh, will be more attacking. Then more, 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 more defensive against Wolves. Hmm. Uh, we've got, got a, a comment in from Daryl Denton. I'll come to you, Brian. Uh, last night proved you can't fall asleep at the wheel in the transfer window. Do, do you think that's true? Do you think we, we've still got what are we eleven days left? Do you think we'll bring more players in? Obviously, this Kane saga is going to go on and on until the final day. Um, but ignoring that for the moment, do you think we'll bring players in, or do you think what we've got now? is what we'll have come the 1st of September. So, Chris, it's my first time on your channel, so I'm going to try and keep my Levy antics and brand <laughs> to, a, to, a, to a, a, a calm state. But listen... That's all right. This is an open forum. You can say what you a, want. It's a great comment, but it happens every single season. Once again, we're linked with all these big names, like Sabitzer at the beginning, and um, uh, what was the name uh, of oh, Martinez? I mean, the Martinez one. This is the part I don't get. Apparently, we had the deal agreed before the Lukaku one. So why didn't we sign it before the Lukaku one? So the Lukaku one wasn't even an issue. If you've had a deal accepted, get the guy over, do it before Lukaku goes, you've got the player. But it's always the same. Hot air, let's pretend we're buying these players. We're interested, we're interested, we're interested. I mean, let's just take uh, Tomiyasu as an example. The biggest example to show that 
this is not parity. Parastici is getting these players to talk to us, but these antics are by one man and one man only, and it's going to happen time and time again. And you know what? Yesterday just showed, listen, this is what I've got. The players that I didn't bring, like the Sifokus, the uh, Undumbeles, the Oriates, I don't want them in my team. Well, maybe not Undumbele, but you know what I mean. They're not part of the team. So this is what I'm left with. And again, we're left with this. And it looks like, uh, who knows, uh, uh, Vlahovic, I've, I've finally got to know his name, um, could, could be going to, to Atletico or Man City are in the race now. Mm. The whole Harry Kane saga, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's once again just another huge mess, typical from Tottenham. We've been told it's going to be different. We're listening to the fans. We're doing this. We're doing that. And once again, it's been lies. Yeah, I mean, spoke to Eugene about this last week. What's your thoughts on the Harry Kane saga and everything that's gone on? My personal view, I think Levy, Man City, Kane and his brother have all made big errors in this and it's just become an absolute mess. Uh, But where do you put the the blame? What do you think has gone on? And and, yeah, I mean, what's your take on it? So the whole thing has been handed absolutely pathetically. I mean, the first thing, the first mistake was Harry Kane said he wasn't going to talk about his future until after the Euros. He's focused on the Euros. That changed. Gary Neville thing. That changed. I mean, there was something that broke on Sky Sports. Then he did that interview, obviously. Then there's this gentleman agreement. And as I said, a gentleman's agreement with (laughs) Daniel Levy is like going for a prostate exam and finding out your doctor's Wolverine. Um, It's just been handled badly by his representatives, by him, I leave you. What they should have done is exactly what Jaden Sancho and Dortmund did last season. This is the amount you can have him. You've got to this date, and if you don't do it by this date, forget it. Um, it's gone on and on and on. It's Man City are taking. I mean, Harry Kane should be feeling not bad from us. Should be saying, "Listen, Man City, you said you want me. I've kicked this yeah. off. Where, 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 where are you with this with this bid? What, what, what are you doing? It's made him look stupid. I'm not happy with." like not commenting after the game or before the mm. game. The silence is deafening. It's just, once again, another total PR disaster by the whole club. And as I've said before, I don't believe a single word that comes out of the club's mouth unless it's the stadium announcer reading the team sheet out. That's the only <laughs> guy I believe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Wolves game, he, he's back in training now. Will he play? Will Kane play, Eugene? Uh, you said you'd stick with the first eleven. So, mm. if Nuno does that, does Kane feature on the bench, or is it again another? What is happening here? Kane hasn't featured again. What, what, what would you do, and what do you think Nuno will do, or are they both the same? No. Uh, if I was Nuno, uh, what would I do? I will more or less put him on the bench, right? But first of all, Nuno has to see whether he's fit enough to play. Uh, even if he's at eighty or ninety percent, I'll still put him on the bench because, uh, like you said, just in case we can't break the Wolves' defence down, then maybe we'll bring Kane on and Kane might do something different to help the team win the game. Uh, But going back to the saga, I think this saga has actually started a long time ago. I think it was during the Porch era and all that. And since Levy has not put in the players and have the ambition that Kane has, right? How can you blame Kane for certain things? Like I said, in the end of the day, he's human too, right? Uh, He has his self-interest and so does Levy. So... The problem is that now, like uh, Brian's been saying, this whole saga has been handled disastrously. Uh, and S- Levy has done a masterclass again because he has deflected all the issues onto Kane. Okay. And more or less turning Kane into the bad guy and trying to turn himself into the, you know, savior. Mm-hmm. Right. So if 
Kane leaves for the correct amount, he will more or less, uh, most of the fan base will say hurrah, right? And if Kane doesn't leave, right, then he will be say, oh, I, I kept Kane in our, in, our, in, our, in our team. But in the end of the day, uh, like I've been saying before in a few shows behind, we have to go in the Cody stance, right? And what Brian says that uh, Levy is a liar because Levy has already said, right, he's not supposed to be sold to a Premier League team. If you want to leave, go abroad. That's all. Go abroad, right? Brian? Completely. I mean, for me, Harry Kane stays on the bench, if he, even if he's fit, because the team, like I was saying with um, <coughs> Romero, the team played wonderfully. And really, what I loved as well was the team effort. Everyone was working for each other. And we know what's happened when we've rushed Harry Kane back or put him in straight away. It disrupts the team. He ends up doing nothing. Harry Kane has got to earn his place back. And if the players are playing well, just because you're Harry Kane doesn't mean you just walk right in. I'm sorry. You've had your... Uh, if, 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 if this whole um, transfer saga hadn't started, then of course you think, OK, Harry Kane's fit, Harry Kane plays. But now you've got to earn your spot and show some respect and take your punishment and lick your wounds. What kind of message did it send out if Harry Kane just walked straight in? Again, how demotivating and unsettling would that be? I, I bench at least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I said on a, a Tommy's channel yesterday, anyone who doesn't listen, Tommy Talks Ball, he does a, a show uh, Friday afternoons so when you're finished here, go over there on YouTube as well. Uh, it almost seemed like that the Harry Kane saga brought everyone together, fans and players, because the players looked so hungry again. The, 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 the storming in and fighting for each other. There was a moment in the second half, Deli Ali had a 50-50 and won it, but it kind of ricocheted away from him. And then Bergwijn was there to run after it and clear it out for Delhi. So the, the teamwork was all back. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Harry Kane issue has... Uh, brought the team closer together i remember guardiola was saying that we were harry kane team know, four years ago uh but yeah i mean how do you think the players let's say kane stays how do you think the players will react to kane coming back in the team obviously he didn't uh congratulate them after the city game historically on twitter it's a congratulations after every win uh not not necessarily to each individual player but on his his uh twitter and all saying congratulations. There was none of that, uh, but he congratulated the golfer. Uh, like you said, Brian, uh, silence speaks volumes. And as much as he might be angry with Levy, which he is, he should be angry with himself and his brother because I cannot understand why he doesn't get release clause in that contract three years ago. But then, like I said, everyone's made uh, mistakes. Levy should have been saying, it's 150 million. You give me 150 million, he's yours. And then that, mess stops all of this mess now it's too late i think 11 days is not enough time to sell our best player and get another player in but yeah brian uh, i've waffled there uh, how do you think the players will react to kane coming back in the team into the squad uh into first team training do you think there'll be some animosity there do you think he'll have to earn their respect again and apologize or do you think it'll be like nothing's happened you know what i mean i i think they all knew before he put the request in you could see the hugs at villa and at leicester it looked like they they knew but I think the way it's been handled since then may have, may have just ruffled a few feathers. And it should have done. To not congratulate them, to to keep this radio silence. Like, the way this has been handled by everyone, Harry Kane is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Or because, you know what I mean? If you, if you said congratulations to us, if the deal to Man City is going on, how does that look upon Man City mm. players? 
he has got himself into a situation. Now, Harry Kane is very lucky because he's got the reputation of being the model pro, never in trouble. He doesn't throw his toys out the pram. Well, he's done it now. Um, I think if he walks straight back into the team, there may be a few issues. I really do. If he walks straight back in, I think there'll be some very, very uh, harsh words said, not just to him, but to, to the board, to the managers. Um, I think a lot of them are hurt. I think a lot, because also with us not knowing what's going on, we haven't been able to uh, predict what we're going to do or bring in players for the future. So we're just stuck in no man's land. Nuno must be going, oh my God, what is going on here? Um, it's just, I can see people like Delhi welcoming him. They've, they've got history. They've got, but I think the people like Hoiberg, mm. who've got a bit of brawn about them and a bit of steel and know what it's like and this personality to be holding those, but I think he may have some work to do there and rightly so. So I think he will have a bit of a hard time. If he walks straight back in the team, it will be a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, Eugene, are, are you worried about what's going to happen? Uh, Daryl, again, if Kane goes, we're depending on Sun only. He's only capable of getting double digit figures in goals and assists. He's quite worried. Uh, are you worried if Kane goes, or do you think the Man City game showed that we can be an attacking force without Kane and cause uh... problems? Yeah, Chris, just to let you, uh, this, this is my opinion, right? Uh, in the end of the day, the Kane saga, I don't think is the one that's bringing the players together, right? I think the one bringing the players together is Nuno. That's the most important thing. If Nuno's bringing the players together, it doesn't matter what saga goes out there. You get what I'm saying? Right? So, and after the match uh, against MCT, we won, right? Uh, Kane has not publicly come out to congratulate his teammates, but privately, we do not know. Because a lot of things are not said out there in public at the moment because, you know, because of all this saga thing is going on, right? But I'm sure he did congratulate them personally or, you know, or privately through uh, private DMs and all that, but not putting it on his own Twitter uh, account to show it publicly. And if he goes, uh, we are in a dire state because how you said that, uh, you know, we are always linked to 500 players, 600 players a, a season and... In the end, we just get one or two, but don't forget, we already have three right in at the moment. And if he goes, will we get a capable striker or two? Not any one, you know, two strikers to replace him. And do are we still going to strengthen up on whatever we are lacking in the defense? You know, like you said, we still need a creative midfielder, which still we don't have. Are we going to bring one in, right? Uh, but like I said, we still have 11 days, and like what, uh. Was it you or Brian said, you know, like Dortmund, draw the line. By this date, you don't give me the amount I want. There's no more talk about it. It's over. He stays. Right. Yeah. And yeah. But Levy, right? Like uh, Brian says, uh, the, how he deals is he can draw the line and he'll say no. But if the amount reaches that he wants, and he will sell him. So that's why maybe that's why Levy doesn't draw the line because he knows himself. He can't trust himself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's my worry. He sold, it's a Berbatov situation, sold literally at the end of the window. Then <laughs> we're struggling to get a striker in and we make a, a, a panic buy like we did with Fraser Campbell, as good as Fraser Campbell, I'm sure, can be. He just wasn't for us. And, you know, replacing a Berbatov with Fraser Campbell is, yeah, not right. But, yeah, in terms of the Wolves game, Brian, same formation as the Man City game. Uh, four, four at the back. I think he played three yesterday, but... Same formation with four uh, and uh, Skip and Hoiberg uh, doing the mopping up there and, and support of the defence and then the the forward players 
do your business or, or do you think it'll change it slightly for Wolves being that it's going to be probably a different type of game? Well, that's the thing. I mean, Eugene was correct in saying that uh, Nuno knows Wolves, but you've got to look at it on the other side. Wolves know Nuno. So mm. it cancels each other out kind of thing now. I think we're pretty much more or less have the same team. I really do. Um, he may, obviously, the way that they counter-attack and use the Dharma Traore to just get the ball, like I've said, with Lucas, I think that's the position we're doing with him. Um, it's going to be a very, very tight game, and it's the first home game where Wolves are going to have a capacity crowd, and what a game for them to have it, to, to welcome Nuno back, whether they're going to boo him or, or cheer him. Uh, I get mixed messages, but this is no easy game. As, as you both said as well, we struggle at Wolves. We've won 3-2, we've won 2-1 with the Tongan in the last minute. It's it's never an easy game. And I mean, the last season when we drew one all when we took a lead in the first minute with Ndombele. So I'm expecting yeah. a very, very tough game. But the one good thing about it is the players are going to be completely fresh. Yeah, I mean, 4-3-3 is what Mr K, Mr K, hi, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> is our yeah. first team tactical formation, which is what happened at City. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Eugene... The defence, uh, Brian said it, which, uh, you know, very surprising comment. Sanchez and Dyer look good against Man City. But what do you attribute that to? For me, I think Skip was monumental in that. I think mm. they, they've uh, now got the confidence of having two people there to mop up. Whereas last year they had Hoiberg and then everyone else is a, is a player who kind of wants to go forward. So they maybe leave that responsibility a little bit. And it looked like. He had a first dodgy 15-minute skip, which you can understand because it was a massive game, first game in the Premier League, really. Um, a, a massive f fan numbers there as well. Uh, but he grew into the game and then I, I thought he was superb along with Hoiberg. And I I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's uh, what gave Sanchez and Dyer a bit more confidence and, and Reggion as well and Tanganga. But yeah, what would you attribute the looking like a much better defence with the same personnel who were awful last year. Mm. Uh, okay, first off, I think uh, I'm going to wish Mr K happy birthday, right? Your birthday today, right, Mr K? Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, mistaken. Mr K. Yeah, happy birthday. Mistaken. Yeah, you're not mistaken. Uh, all right, uh, the 433 will be there again. But uh, <clears throat> how I saw the game against MCT is that I think uh, Hoybeer, uh, uh Skippy, and Delhi Ali was giving a task, right, to sit back. You know what I'm saying? More or less to sit back and to control the defense. Uh, sorry, control the midfield. So the pressure on the defense won't be that high. So that's why I think he gave it more time to uh, Sanchez and Dyer to do the things that they needed to do. And every time when I saw us attack them in a counter attack, we can see that Regulon goes up, Tanganga stays back. Then they turn into a back three just in case if something goes wrong, if they lose the ball somewhere in the middle or something like that. And whenever Tanganga goes up, Regulon stayed back. So in this Wolves game, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Nuno will give a bit more freedom to Delhi to go forward and to give Regulon more freedom to go forward. And, you know, the thing is that you tweak it a bit, you look more attacking, right? You tweak it a bit backwards, you look more defensive and look more counter-attacking. But uh, in the end of the day, if we can't break them down, like you said, we still need that creative uh, player in the midfield. That's maybe in the second half, in the 60th minute or 75th minute, we bring on Harry Kane, you know. He still can dink a ball over and pass it to Kay, uh, Son or, you know, Mora or Berwine. 
Yeah, I mean, Mr. K's got back in touch. Here's his birthday today. 102 today. I don't believe that for a second. No, Mr. K is 4-1 today. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, hope you have a good yeah. day. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, about yesterday. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he agrees that the midfield needs to protect our defence. And Nuno said everyone dies with the defensive work when the ball gets turned over. That's very similar sounding to Potch, that, Brian. Uh, do you agree with that? Or, or, or do you think there's a, a, another reason for the defence looks so much better than they did last season? So, Nuno definitely deserves a lot of credit for what he's done in the short period of time. Um, you've got to remember, with Davison Sanchez, if you remember the Amazon documentary, the first thing he said to Sanchez is, when we played you in the Europa Cup final, I told all the man you players to gang up on you because you're the weakest. Yeah. So that's not exactly the best bit of confidence for a manager. <laughs> and and we saw with Pochettino that Davison Sanchez seems to be a defender. If you put an arm around him, you get the best out of him. And that is what Nuno's like. I mean, the the group, from what we're hearing, absolutely love Nuno. They're enjoying mm. football again. And when it comes to the defence as well, it's exactly what you said. You know what? The pressing was there. So it started from the front with Mora, uh, Bergwijn and, and Son. And then you had the midfielder. And when, when you start pressing and everyone does it, because you've got to make sure everyone follows in mm. case it's pointless, they were doing it as a team. Um, having, skip, having Skip there as an extra buffer was fantastic. Having Regulon with the shackles off where he knows what he's doing now and the incredible Tanganga, mm. it just is that extra security to say, do you know what? Everyone's pulling in for each other. Everyone's doing their job. And they're more confident because last season, like we said, it was, it was Hoiberg doing all that for everyone. And we were just so open and easy to get at that it literally torn apart. I mean, Sanchez, I've always said that there's some player in there. I've tried to back him and back him and back him. And then after the Man City game at the Etihad, when he done the Del Boy through a bar, um, <laughs> I, got, I was like, okay, you, 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 can't, you can't defend this anymore. But... Credit where credit's due. Dyer, I think his time is done, but you've got to give credit. He has played two games for, against Arsenal in this game very, very well. Uh, and long may it continue, but I think a lot of this goes down to Nuno. And you can see the fitness difference. In the 70th minute, we were fit and we were fighting. Mm. Last season, we would have been on the floor. So uh, yeah. a lot of this goes down to Nuno. Yeah, I mean, that defence... Oh, Man City helped us in that game by trying to cross it to a striker that just wasn't there. Uh it was like they already had Kane and he, he wasn't there. So it made it easy. And, and crosses like that where there's no one to head it in, Dyer and Sanchez, regardless of how they're playing, they get head that out every day of the week. Uh, Tanganga, I mean, Eugene, is, is he your right back now? I think he deserves his chance. Whoever decided he needed to be loaned out should not be involved in transfers anymore. He was absolutely superb. Did exactly what you learn as a kid, as a right back or a fullback, mm -hmm. you, you make sure the first time that a winger tries to take you on, let him know you're there. And he did, he was absolutely superb. But is, is he your right back now? Yeah, I, I, I think, think he... uh, yeah, Jeff should secure that right back position now, right? Uh, what he showed on against MCT is uh, what we need at the right back position, right? Someone being strong, someone who just don't go down for the sake of going down, right? And I know it sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, he stood his ground, right, against Sterling. He stood his ground against uh, Grealish. But against the uh, MCT was very one-dimensional during that game because uh, when you didn't have uh, Kevin De Bruyne in the in what I call the first 75 minutes, they looked very one-dimensional because all the balls kept going to Grealish and, and Sterling. 
religion sterling. And one thing about what happened is that Jafford stood his ground. And he, like a lot of us have been saying, had them in their pocket, uh, had them in his pockets, right? So he deserves to have that spot uh, more or less secured for him. Uh, and let's see what happens because don't forget, it's still just the first game and we still need consistency and the test will be there. And don't forget, uh, he's quite injury prone. So we have to look after him too. So we still do need a right back unless you still want to rely on Ori again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, going back to Kane, uh, Premier Hotspur TV, just for getting in touch. He, he, he'd play Kane if he's fit on Sunday. Uh, but I, I do agree with you, Brian. After the Man City game, it's a bit harsh on Sun, Morva, Bergvine, whichever one of them drops exactly. out. Uh, yeah. Mr. K, uh, the messed up past two years, the era of power, Tichi Nuno combo allows many at the club the opportunity for redemption. Delhi Dyer Sanchez have taken advantage of that. While whilst Delhi didn't do much going forward, I thought his work rate and determination, certainly in that second half, was superb. Um, and then uh, he goes on to say, uh, Davies, Winks, Doherty have shown us their time is well and truly over, which I'm not sure. I, I disagree with Davies. I think he's quite versatile, never gives us any problem. We talk about Oreo a bit toxic, but yeah, I, I, I don't mind Davies. Uh, Winks, I'd sadly have to agree with. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you make of those comments, Brian? So I, I agree with you. Davies is very, very versatile. And also, he is not one of the ones that are throwing their toys out the pram. He is not one of the bad eggs. He is not uh, ruffling feathers. He knows what he is. He's there to do a job, and he tries to do it his best ability. And we need someone like that who's versatile and can chip in and play the games that are needed. Um, as for Doherty, I still I want to see him up until January. He's the one person I'm giving until January because under Nuno, and we know what he did with Nuno, you cannot get away from what he did at Wolves. Second best right back with goals and assists, only second to Trent Alexander-Arnold two seasons in a row. Um, Wiggs needs to go. Aurier needs to go. Uh, Sissoko needs to go. I still want Delhi to go. I still want him to go. He's got to show me a lot, lot more. But Sunday was a very good start. Yeah. So are, 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 you, are you with Delhi? He, he needs to show that consistently now for you. Not yeah, just one we, game and then exactly. leave the it month and then do years, it again. We've had just the flashes of one game, two game, and then we're back. He needs to show that he's back. Not being the player he was because it looks like he's in a different position, but his commitment, his passion, and his form back to obviously the Delhi we know compared to the Delhi we've got grown to uh, be very, very irritated by. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, that defence at Man City, like we've said, superb there and, and reasons for that. And, and I, I would say one of the big reasons, like I've said before, is Man City were trying to play it to a striker in the box that wasn't there. Wolves will be very different because they've got this guy, Jimenez, back, which, firstly, great to see him back after that horrific injury. Uh, I, I do question whether he'll go for headers like he used to and challenges like that because he'll, in the back of his mind, he will be wary about doing some more damage. Uh, but Eugene, do, do you think he'll cause us problems in the way that Man City were hoping whoever was in that box will? Or do you think he'll be a bit less hesitant and if our defence are mm. attack-minded in the sense of in the challenge like <coughs> they were on Sunday, that he won't mm. cause us that many problems? What, what do you think right. about him? Because uh, I did watch the Leicester Wolves game, right? And what happened was that uh, Triore does what Triore does. He will bomb down 
the left or the right wing or right through the center, even goes through, but he still can't have, he still, he still doesn't have the end product. All right. And if I'm not mistaken, there has been some uh, medical uh, kind of condition for Jimenez is that if he hits the ball more than 10 times, they will have to take him for a checkup or something like that. So I think that will be in the back of his mind. But uh, the game against Leicester last week, which I saw is that uh, he did go for a couple of hitters in the box, but uh, only he only got one to actually hit on, got his head on, and it was a bit off. Uh, so I think that will still play in your mind. I mean, as anyone, if you do have such a serious injury, which nearly could have made you into a vegetable, right? So mm. it will play in his back of the mind. But uh, <clears throat> hard to say. Uh, at the moment, with uh, the form which Sanchez is in, is in, and with Dyer is in, is in, uh, we saw that uh, Dyer did quite a few hit, hit clearances uh, on Sunday for us. So, and I think he's been having a lot of practice with the neck muscles, you know, going like this, trying to get the ball further away. Not like last <laughs> season, every time he hit the ball, it fell in front of him, where the player could just <laughs> take it off of him, right? So, I think Nuno is knowing what where his weaknesses, you know, do no neck, neck muscles, you know, you know? <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, we should have that uh, what called covered uh, because uh, in the match against Leicester they weren't that uh, in the attacking sense they weren't that day uh, they, they they didn't show much teeth but don't forget they're at home right so and the fans are back you know one thing mm. about it, the fans are back and the fans will let you know when you're not performing right and the fans will let you know when you are performing like what happened to, uh, to us on Sunday remember yeah. every tackle. Every tackle we put in, every touch we put in, our fans were behind the players. Right, that's one thing. Right, they might have to have fans behind them. Yeah. Do, do, do you think Eugene fans will make a difference this season? Because it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool won the league. Because Anfield is an awful place to go to when it's full and raucous like that. And our ground Sunday was the loudest I've heard that by quite a distance. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, you were I, there. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think. Yeah, I tried appearing on your your yeah, podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thank, minutes, I say, thank you. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah got two off, words yeah. in before the internet yeah. cut out every two yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, do, do you think fans will make a massive difference this year? Because I think they will certainly at the start of the first two months. So this could be an even tougher game against Wolves <laughs> because their fans will be bang up for it like we were on Sunday, and that translates yeah. down to the players. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, uh, there weren't any draws. Uh, last mm. week, out of 10 games, nine home wins, only one away win. So yeah. I guess the fans does make the will make a difference. I like you said, for maybe the next one month or two months, right? Then once everybody gets used to the same scenario again, then you go back to more or less a normal cycle. But hard to say, it might end up the whole season. The fans are going to make a difference, right? So let's see how mm. it goes. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Simon, Premier Hotspur TV, back in touch. He'd play Kane just to spike City's noses out of joint because they're taking Mick with the asking price. But I do agree with you, Brian. I think the way we played on Sunday, he's got to earn his way back into it. Certainly the yep. way that it, everything seems to have been that he's acted. He can't just walk back in. Uh, Mr. K said, Jimenez, credible striker, someone I wish we had at our club. I, I would agree with that uh, two years ago. I think, but I, I go back, I think this... This head injury is going to change his game, and it would not surprise me, sadly, if it, if he retires in the next year or two. But how do how do you think he'll uh, get on against us on Sunday, Brian? Uh, do, do you think he'll be back to the Jimenez he was going for every single header and hundred percent as he was, or do you think he'll be holding something back? And and do you think that the message from Nuno will be get into him early doors, show he's in for a battle, and that might put him off a little bit? 
So do you know what? I'm I'm amazed he's come back as an outfield player with that kind of injury. I mean, obviously we know Peter Check came back and he had the helmet, but mm. I'm amazed that he's come back. Good for him. Um, it's amazing to see he's recovered. But like you said before, I get so worried with him going for a header. It's like even if he bottles it and that split second and then goes for it, that split second could be a huge dilemma and cause a huge injury for him. Um, I don't think you can be the same player after that. I mean, it's always going to be like when people come back from a broken leg, they go and they're nervous for their first slide in tackle. And then once it, but this is a totally different ball game. I mean, he is a wonderful, wonderful striker, but like you said, two years ago, I would have taken him all day long right now. Um, I just wouldn't for those reasons. I mean, his insurance must be through the bloody roof. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? Saying all this, he's just destined to score against us. He's, he's come back <laughs> game at home. He'll get a, yeah. a rousing uh, response from the crowd. Nuno's back. He's back. Um, he will always cause trouble. But yeah. now it comes to the point with him that he needs Adama Traore to play or Neto to turn up. And if they don't turn up, then he's like, like, like Scarlett was yesterday. He's just up there doing, like, waiting for the ball. So um, we shall see. But uh, hopefully it's a very quiet game for him. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned him there, Traore. He, he's always a threat for me. Uh, and, and you mentioned Jimenez destined to score. I think Traore is destined to score because all I see on Twitter <laughs> before the Wolves game is Traore is not good enough. And, and we were linked with him a month ago, maybe. 45 million, which is a bit too much. But he must be the most frustrating player for, for for most teams just because he's got absolutely everything. He can go past people without even trying and then just doesn't have a final ball. But end of last season or last season before Jimenez's injury, he was linking up with him quite well. So, Brian, how do you see Triore getting on? Or do you think there'll be a message of take him out as soon as you get the chance and hope that puts him off? Or do you think but he'll run roughshod on us? So he's always a danger when it comes to us, always. I mean, remember a couple of years ago when Nuno was just like fouling, 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 fouling. He is a huge, huge threat when he's on the ball and he's got space. But as we saw with the Leicester game when he was clear on goal, it's just that final touch, that final pass, that final shot, that end product. He will try to break, but I think with with uh, Skip and Hoiberg, that space will be swallowed up. So I think he might be starved. And I think... You've, Nuno will say, listen, you've got to stop him. Like the, the closest person to him when Wolves are in possession, get on him. Don't let him turn. Just stay with him. But it's just his end product. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. when we were linked with him, if he had, I, 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 I'd rather go for some maximum from Newcastle if, if I had a choice of the two. Uh, but there's no doubt on his day, he is a major threat to anyone in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I'm always worried because it's never his day and his end product is never missing. But then I'm always worried that when they play us, he'll suddenly find that end yep. product for, for, you know, even half a game. He could cause untold devastation there. But uh, how, how do you see us, uh, uh, Eugene, uh, trying to nullify the threat of Triore? Or do you think it's like Brian said, whoever's near him, get on him, take mm. him out, stop him? Or, or do you think um, there'll be a bit more of a, a detailed think, uh, plan? I think there will be more of a detailed plan how to control Triore because uh, how he says that uh, Nuno knows how he operates and the way he's been operating is more or less the same the past two, three seasons, right? Once he gets it, he bombs through and he's strong, right? Anybody comes near him, he, he, he can swipe them away. But uh, at the moment, 
I think we have to, how to say, it, stifle the ball in the midfield, so not give him the chance to bomb through. And maybe uh, Skippy and Hoybier can can do a job on him. And hopefully, maybe uh, if not, then Ali will have to do it. And I think this season, we show a bit more uh, composed aggressiveness that we have, right? So I think that will play a big part into it if we can be a bit uh, aggressive and to let them know, you know, it's not that easy to run run over us like last time anymore. And like I said, put in the work. If you have to bring him down, bring him down, but not in the penalty box. <laughs> yeah, Mr. K agrees with you, Brian. Uh, Sam, St. Max, man, best thing he's seen this season. Uh, Mm-hmm. I think if Newcastle had a good striker there and a, and a good attacking play, then he'd be even higher on people's radars these uh, these days. Yeah. Well, but, uh, uh, Willock is going there right now, so Willock's Willock, gone. It's done. Yeah, yeah, it's done. So those two linking up together—that's going to be uh, something to watch this season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I go back to it. I think the issue with a, a winger coming to us is there's no playmaker or. or player who can hit that 50-yard diagonal ball straight to him to get him one-on-one with a defender straight away. It has to come through the lines. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned Brian a little while ago, Mora against City. I thought he was the one picking up all the loose balls against Man City. Whenever it dropped going forward, he was the one yeah. picking it up. And then, I mean, people have a go at Mora and that's fine because sometimes he's not played well. But what I like is every single time he plays and, and he was the only one generally last year under Mourinho when we were told to defend forever that gets the ball, runs forward, tries to make something happen. So do, do you think he'll be given a kind of free role this season if we don't get that playmaker in and, and you're the one picking up the pieces, you're driving, taking people on, that opens gaps and then it's up to the others to make runs to give you a pass. So, so, I've said, I think Nuno is using him kind of in the role that he used Traore. Obviously, he hasn't got the build or whatever, but he has got the pace and the work rate and the dribbling skills. I mean, he had a good little spell under Nuno, uh, under Jose when he played in this position and then went out of the team. And I think pre-season and then obviously against Man City, I thought he was tremendous. Hmm. Playing with a smile on his... Uh, on his face, but also what I'm liking about him is when he's going forward, like that one that Bergwijn missed, where he should have really mm. scored to make it 2-0, he didn't pass that ball, it got deflected off, but he's trying to be progressive, he's trying to mm. be offensive, and that's what I'm loving, it's not, let's get 10 yards and pass it sideways or backwards, he's trying, and a lot of the times it's coming off, and his turnaround has been absolutely outstanding, and I'm so happy for him, I've actually gone on record to say that I think he potentially could be our player of the season this year. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what what what'd you say about that, Eugene? Do you agree? Mm. Uh, Mora, uh, like I said, uh, Mora has to be supported whenever he goes on his runs, right? Uh, last season, whenever he got his the ball and he went on his runs, there was no, never much support on his left or on his right. And whenever he hits three defenders at one time, you're obviously going to lose the ball. You know, one person bringing the ball against three defenders. And he he didn't get the backup to put it to where... Or when he loses the ball, somebody backs him up to try to cover his, uh, his what he's lost. But this season, I think uh, what Nuno has done is that I think he's given him a bit more support. While once you go up, you're up attacking in trees, you know. One carrying, two supporting. So, and... Uh, what Nuno has done with Mora, I guess, uh, like I said, using him, uh, what uh, Brian is saying, using him like Triore, but giving him a bit more support 
and letting him have the freedom to pick the passes that he wants to pick. Not the long pinks, but maybe the short 5-10 yard passes in between to make it a, what call it? a triangle between the front three. You see, uh, against Wolves, uh, it will depend because uh, they predominantly play with three at the back. Okay, and let's see how our front three uh, cope with their back three. That's how I see it at the moment. So, yeah. if uh, somehow or another, while all this is happening, you might get a free Ali on the way, or maybe a free Hoybier on the way, helping out on in the attack. You see, yeah, yeah. I mean. Sun for me is an interesting one, Brian. You mentioned uh, the, the whole Kane situation. If he comes back in the team, could put noses out and join. I think Kane stays or Kane goes. I think uh, Sun, I, I think he was probably not hurt, but a little bit disappointed with the whole you're the Harry Kane team because he carried yep. the team a lot of times uh, when Kane got injured during the Potch years. So it wouldn't surprise me now if he ends up maybe not leading scorer for, for the Premier League, but certainly for us by quite a distance and in the 20s. And, yeah, I mean, there were a couple of times in that game he didn't take Ake on or, or whoever was on. He kind of held back and then turned backwards. But then the goal must have been Nuno saying to him, just take him on. And then what a finish. But I, I'm slightly annoyed with with the whole Sun situation. I, I bottled getting seven Sun on the back of my shirt. So I've got a blank shirt. But uh, I think he could be our proper main man, even if Kane stays. I mean, fantastic player, signed a four-year deal, seems to love Spurs, even though he's not had no real affiliation with them in the past. But yeah, how do you think his season will go? So with Sun, he will be the main man. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. I mean, I'm happier that he signed his contract than what's going on with Kane, because what Sun brings to the team on the pitch and then obviously financially from across the world hands down is a lot more than what Harry Kane brings in. Um, I don't think he's a striker. I don't mind him playing up there occasionally, but putting all that responsibility on him. And if you look at it, if if Kane does go, we've lost 12 Premier League goals from Bale, 20 are from Harry Kane. So you're looking at 30 plus goals. That's a huge, mm. uh, that's a huge weight to put on Suns. Uh, on Suns, and some so someone gave me a stat that with his 17 Premier goal, Premier League goals last season, 14 of them were scored in the first half of the season, and three were scored in the second half. Now we know Sun has dips in form and he goes quiet. And I've said it before, he's overplayed and undervalued, and we can't keep doing this. We need help. I, I, I see Brian Hill as a replacement, so if he does go up front, but that's not the solution. We need to be able to rotate. If we put Hill on to give Sun a rest, who goes up top? You can't put all the weight on uh, Scarlett. We we need mm. reinforcements, but there's no doubt in my mind that Sun will be the uh, the face of Tottenham Hotspur and he'll do a bloody good job at it as well. Yeah, I, I think the majority of Spurs fans love Sun, don't they? I, I, I never see anyone have a bad word against him. Uh, Simon's asked here, would you take try away at Spurs? Uh, Darrell's pretty much answered how I would. Uh, no, because we need the end product, which yeah. if he had uh, the end product, I, th I think yeah. he wouldn't be at Spurs anyway, because some uh, a top, top team would be after him. Yeah. But uh, Simon, at the moment now, we'll take anybody at Spurs. <laughs> we haven't got anybody. Right? Come on. Uh, wake up, Spurs fans! You know we're gonna end up with uh, the three players that we had <laughs> early in the stages, and then we'll lose Kane, uh, and then we won't even have a backup striker or any striker, and we got a pity song again, right? He used to play the right wing, uh, left winger plus striker. <laughs> but yeah. uh, at the moment, as you said, uh, Triore, 
I'll take him. At you know, because we've been linked to too many players and none of them has materialized. Okay, uh, so I don't mind. I'll take him if the money is right, but not at forty-five million. Not nah, at 45. Yeah. Yeah. Um, question for you, Brian. Uh, Simon's a. Uh, you want a real leader at the back? Would you take Cody from Wolves? So, it depends. If it was a back three we were playing, I'd be more inclined to take him because we know that they played the back three and he was instrumental. And then when they went to the back four, he got found out. Don't get me wrong. He's a great character. He's a great communicator. Um, but in a back four, I don't think I would. In a back five, then I may talk. But but just just not for me. I, I, I don't like bringing in all the time ex-players like, oh, yeah, come to my club. I'm here now. Oh, come work with me. <laughs> Listen, we've, we've got Tomiyasu. We've got Malinkovic. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, we need another defender. If we don't get a Romero, another partner, and more competition for places, what was the point of bringing in Romero? You need a partner with him. Um, but um, we, we shall see what happens in the next two weeks. But Simon, my man, if, if it was a back five, like I said, maybe. But in a back four, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree. He played a back three uh, with Wolves all the time under Nuno. And was, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, last question before we uh, uh, wind down here. Uh, how do you see the game going? Do you think we'll win or do you think Wolves will make it really difficult and it'll be one of these boring games, Eugene? Uh, I'll be positive. Uh, we'll win at least 2-0. Like uh, how you said, uh, maybe uh, trial ray or Jimenez will score one, three one to two, uh, three one two zero. I'm looking around at that that score. Okay, Brian, I'm going for a, a two one or a three one, but it's going to be one of those very very tight games, like when Jan Vertonghen scored in the last minute. Yeah. Um, I think it's really really going to be stretched, and uh, I think we'll get away with the win because everyone's going to be so fresh. But it's going to be a very very hard fought victory. Yeah, I, I don't like to predict scores. I did it on a, a Tommy's show yesterday and uh, <laughs> we lost. So I'm not going to predict the scores. But I think if you keep Triore and um, Jimenez quiet, you've got a real chance. And then if we can uh, get the turnarounds like we did against Man City and get those front three, then, yeah. I mean, uh, Simon's replied to you just before we go, all the players we've linked with, we ain't getting. But, oh, I know that, Simon. You're talking yeah. to believe me, You're talking to the... Uh... <laughs> The CEO of the Daniel Levy out. I don't swallow his bullshit. Okay? Um, we're, we're, yeah. So, yeah, I'm fully aware, my man. I'm fully aware. Yeah. And then very optimistic with the scoreline. 1-0 win. Uh, I'm assuming it's we're uh, uh, away from home. That's 1-0 to us, not 1-0 uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, to Wolves. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think that goes into what we're all saying, doesn't it? It's going to be a real tight game. It isn't going to be one of these games that's going to finish 4-0 someone. Um but yeah, ho hopefully we can keep that league run going. Um, and yeah, th that Man City result was a brilliant result, but it doesn't mean that much if we end up going and lo losing to Wolves and then Watford as well. Um, yeah. yeah, hopefully we can win. Um, yeah, we've come to the end, unfortunately, but thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Uh, a pleasure, I, know, I know it's early and late in your respective countries. Yeah. Uh, just before you go, Eugene, uh, your Spurs channel uh, on YouTube, if anyone didn't hear at the start or, or they don't know... Yeah. Where they can find uh, it. Uh, first of all, uh, please uh, subscribe to Chris' channel, uh, L Top Totem, right uh, on YouTube, right, and give him a like when you're watching this video uh, in in the recorded version. Uh, for my channel, 
my next stream will more or less be on not not more or less it's confirmed on sunday right i'm doing this uh, new kind of thing i'm not, not sure anybody's done it before i'm having four shows in one stream uh starting from 1 p.m gmt we're gonna do the post match uh, pre-match right uh, pre-match review of the uh wolves game and of course we'll talk about some of the games that have uh, passed by in the week uh, on saturday then after that we'll do a watch along and the watch along then we'll do a halftime show and after the halftime show we'll do a post-match show so it must probably be a nearly a three hour three three hour to three and a half hour show uh for a stream uh, for sunday coming up right if you guys are free hop on and join me anytime and you can hop off and hop on you know my channel is free uh people can come and go uh, or you know to enjoy and uh, have your piece or uh, have your say during my show and uh, of course uh, thank you a lot uh, thanks a lot for chris for having me on and nice to see you again brian uh, your icon. Always you, always my brother. <laughs> yeah, no 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 problem usually my pleasure having you on you're welcome on anytime uh, brian brilliant debut thanks so much for coming on uh if anyone again missed it before uh your channel tottenham on tour uh, where can mm -hmm. they find that they can find us on YouTube, on Facebook, and uh, and on Twitter. For Facebook and Twitter, it's Tottenham on Tour, all one word. For for YouTube, it's Tottenham Space on Space Tour. Everyone get on follow Chris's Let's Talk Tottenham. The Spurs community is massive, and we all support each other. It's a great new channel. It was a pleasure to come on. And we have our two Brian show tonight, which will be 7 p.m. Eastern time and midnight UK time. So if you want to come and hear me probably rant about Levy, then you know where to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said to Eugene, my pleasure having you on, Brian. Welcome on any time, both of you guys. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Wolves in a couple of days. Till then, come on, you Spurs. Leave it Come on, out. you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>